0: 315, is that anything like 420?
1: Hello. I feel like someone like pooped somewhere in the venue. Like, mind your own business, ma. My dog just threw up, side note. Well, this is closed. It's the 4
2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the 413 podcast featuring the PCB peeps and the Peg Bundy of the podcast, Abby. How are you?
3: I'm wonderful. How are you?
2: Fantastic. Will you introduce the rest of our
3: peeps? I I really appreciate that introduction. I'm going to go with the hypest of hype, the yes man, the yo man, the whoa man. Bill, say goodnight to the podcast. Say hello to the podcast.
4: (laughs) Yo, what up, peeps?
3: (laughs) We're going to jump to Mr. Melancholy. Is he a pessimist? Is he a realist? Who cares? We love him, Jared. I? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go to the one who knows nothing about what we're doing. Could we get them on the podcast himself? Andy? (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello. And then we're going to bring it back to the one who knows what we're doing here. Eric. Hello, hello. And then I'm going to take a second to just introduce our most special guest who needs no introduction or rather maybe the entire podcast will be his introduction. Joe. Let's go.
1: Wow. Good day to you.
4: Yo, what up, Joe? Thanks for having (laughs) me.
2: We're very excited to have Joe on tonight because we're going to kind of dip our toe into something we haven't talked about yet here, which is kind of the Pittsfield punk scene. And we're going to do this as a series of episodes, I believe, with some other folks from the scene. And I think we're probably talking maybe like, 97 to like 2005 was probably the core years of the folks on this podcast. Is that right, Joe?
1: I, yeah. I mean, what was 97? Probably, probably 96, 97 was when I met Bill probably. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, When you were both
2: just seniors in college. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Um. Yeah, that sounds re- like like my prime time. I think.
2: If this was the WWE slash WWF, would this be the Attitude Era, or are we talking the Golden Years?
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, it's trans. I would say transitional, a transitional period. That vague, that vague point before it really got to the Bad Boy Era of wrestling. I, and I know because we watched a lot of wrestling at the time, so it was easy to clock it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> Nitro <Natural> parties.
2: <laughs> See, I would dare to say the transition of like the golden years into the attitude era for me is probably the Pan Lunatics into thought crime. <laughs> mm. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was a big transition. <laughs> and you were in both bands. It's true. And there was a very short-lived band between where we tried to do it without Sean, but it didn't so much pan out. It was about two weeks of just arguing between three people, and then Sean came back in. So
2: We're going to have to dig into that, I'm sure. The worst two weeks of my life. (laughs) There wasn't a basement show in sight during that time. So we wanted to ask Joe uh, some questions about the scene in general, some things that kind of go into it. I'm sure there's a lot of relevant information, and I think we'll kind of chime in, too, with some of our experiences. So this is sort of like the the behind-the-scenes look, so to speak. Oh, my goodness. So I wanted to start out and just kind of say number 1 I want to appreciate you personally Joe because Oh, I accept. As a up and coming punk rocker who just wanted to find their way and find a way into the music scene, uh you were one of the most welcoming and inviting people that kind of brought me and probably some other of my friends under your wing and said, like, here's some great music you should listen to. Here are some shows. Here are some people you should meet. Here's the place we hang out. And uh, I thought that was really great. And I thought it was sort of like the way punk rock should be. I think the scenes in a lot of these areas can sometimes be very much about competition and about whose band's better. And this was more about Mm -hmm. community. And I really want to appreciate you for that.
1: Yeah. Wow. Thank you.
5: Yeah, I, I want to second that. Um, I think the the first time I met you was at a basement show um, for, sure. for the Semi Demigods, and oh, yeah. um, uh, you came up to me and, and started chatting. Um, I think I was wearing like an anti flag yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, just so welcoming and just like I, I know we'll probably get more into this, but one of the greatest things about the Pittsfield punk scene was just creating some of the best friends and meeting some of the best people. Um, and you were just such a central part of that. Like, I really think, especially like, uh, all four of the panel lunatics, like, I'm like, (laughs) those are like just some of the greatest human beings, but you definitely were so welcoming. And like, your your whole family like were so nice. Your, your dad took me to my first punk rock show outside of the family, <laughs> and uh, you know your your mom and Friend. your sister just always
1: so sweet and wow.
5: yeah. You're one of the, the best.
1: One of the best. The friendships for sure. I feel like I mean that's how all of us know each other here too. I think it was just going to shows when they happened and then hanging out on Elm Street yeah. when they weren't was pretty yeah. much. we all did year round year round round. (laughs) (laughs) i got sucked
6: in and all of a sudden
2: all right (laughs) we're doing this all right let's go yeah it was a very interesting way to say like hey i'll see you at the show because you had to like all ride together (laughs) (laughs) like the band's bringing me to the show that i'm going to see them at (laughs) yeah yeah. i'm gonna help bring some drums in so they don't charge me though i don't want to pay the three dollars on a can of soup
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to. It's like, I can't afford the $3 or the can of soup. <laughs> Must sleep
2: Do expired soups count? Because I got some botulism in my cabinet. I'm sure I for can. Sure, they do. <laughs> do
0: have to pay for this? <laughs> I just bought cigarettes. Like, oh, shit. I'm out of cash for but, a week.
1: I, th- I think Elm Street is where 90% of everyone probably met or got to know each other, just hanging out, you know, every weekend.
3: Every
1: weekend, every did. day. Yeah. yeah.
6: <laughs> but there would be a group of like 30 kids at one point. Yeah. Like, randomly. Like,
2: yeah, the week, The weekends were big. Weekdays, unless you live like three houses up the street, there wasn't necessarily the biggest crowd hanging out. But you go down and you're like, all right, who am I going to see today at the water cooler, so to speak. I know what it felt oh, yeah. like. <laughs> You're like, okay, can you call? And there weren't a lot of cell phones. I mean, some people had them, but they weren't crazy. Yeah. So
1: people yeah, weren't calling started. and saying,
2: I'll meet you down there in 10 minutes. It was just
1: whoever showed up, showed up. You just knew you could go there and hang out with people. Yeah. For sure. There'd be somebody hanging out
2: in the Brooks parking lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty
2: much. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the music itself. So coming from mostly like punk rock, hardcore bands, what were some of the influences you had
1: coming up? Wow. Uh, well, I think when I first started getting well, – freshman year high school, I was already friends with Sean from the Lunatics and Joel. Well, I just met Joel freshman year, and he kind of introduced me to uh, punk rock music. And then getting to know the older kids who were in the asthmatics was kind of like – was like, oh, wow, what is this? weird scene of kids. Yes. And then I just go into those should the first show I think I went to was at the library and it was the yeah. asthmatics and the beat machine. Yes. Um which were like generation prior to yeah. to ours. Um and I think just that show alone and then the coach's basement shows anything in Dennis and Timmy Kay's basement were like great shows. Yeah. So Hell yeah. I think just saying that was like oh shoot you can just pick up an instrument and it doesn't even need to sound good and you can be in a band <laughs> yeah it was almost like yeah. slam
2: poetry at a point where people were just like all right you, you got 10 minutes get up there with For your sure. bongo yeah. or whatever is in the basement here and and give us your song
1: yeah when joel sean jason and me started the Pantalunatics, well i got pulled in last but i think we were like oh there's a battle of the band in two weeks Let's just write a song every day until then and then we'll be able to play it.
4: It's like,
1: all right. <laughs> yeah. So
2: speaking so, of that, right. Joe, what what was your first band experience? Was it the Panda Lunatics or
1: Oh yeah. I couldn't. Joel was like, you should play bass. So I just bought one and then he showed me he was just like, just play that note and that note and that note. I was like, oh, okay. Bam, 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 bam. And that was it. Yeah. And you were it hooked. Was, uh yeah. I mean, it was just like a fun way to be part of it all the the scene and stuff that is happening so
2: one thing i remember and i'm not sure if anyone else has this experience i remember you know hearing that people wanted to play music together and you kind of like buy an instrument or you pick something up and then the first time you kind of get together with people like it's terrible and you hate it because you're just like you're (laughs) trying to figure out what to who to do what and everyone's tuning the whole time or making noise but the first time you actually get together with with a group of people who can kind of play And the first time everyone kind of comes in together, it's a crazy experience. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, when everyone just syncs up, and I'll say even when we started back then, like Joel was and is just super talented. So he was just like, could write songs and still can like nobody's business. So that helped a lot. (laughs) And Jason's an incredible drummer. So it was, yeah. So not having really any talent and getting to play with them. And again, feel it lock in playing music together was also like, Oh shoot. Well, this is incredible Then you get to like perform in front of people. Yeah. So. There's
2: an interesting turning point. And actually, I want to bring up a, a memory that I have cause you're in it, Joe is that even before I was in uh, bulletproof slash dead rats and playing with the oh, yeah. kids that I knew the best, you were playing in dartboard at the time and you wanted to start another band, which I guess was already a band that existed final yeah. rinse.
1: So many bands within bands. Yeah. Uh, geek
2: Thrash Metal, I believe it was called. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. And I remember there was already a previous lineup, but we were going to shift some things around, and you asked me if I wanted to play bass. You were going to play guitar, and then Jay was going to sing, and I believe we brought in yeah. Jeff S. to play drums. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went to Jeff's attic, And I remember we were just kind of jamming around and then I just remember the first time that Jeff just like comes in with this like rowdy beat and being like, whoa, it like blew my mind to being like, I can't wait to do this all the time. Because I hadn't played with a drummer and like everything together. And it was just like, this is a pivotal moment to be like, wow, this is, is awesome. And I can't wait to do this all the time. What an odd lineup
1: for that to happen with too.
2: <laughs> and uh, J- I remember Jay put a gig bag over his head and just screeched really loud. And that was the Oh, vocals. yeah. Yeah, which
1: was amazing. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm remembering it now. Had a certain <laughs> je ne sais quoi in there that just...
1: <laughs> I, I think I, I, that there were so many bands within bands at that time and every other time. I think just once you get a group of people you're comfortable with and you're able to like, I don't know, brainstorm, be creative with in that way is a special thing. Um, And as I found, I think later on to trying to do that with people you're not as familiar with or comfortable with is not as easy. So I think it was just, I don't know, again, a special time that everybody was just so involved and everybody was in someone else's band at the same time at one point.
2: Well, there's a weird transition. I think when you're together with friends at the beginning, you're kind of like, you share similar interests and you just want to play music. And it's not about ego. It's not about like who can write the best song. It's just about wanting to play songs together. And there's kind of a point when you start to get a little bit better where that comes in a little bit more play, where the direction that you're trying to go with a certain song or idea might not meet the rest of the group. And that's why a lot of bands break up, I think. But Thankfully, I don't think that was a big issue in a lot of the bands that did play because it seemed like there was a similar interest, similar, you know, vibe that that was happening there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the the more we started to play out of town more, become not just like, are we all going to play the same basement shows like every two weeks together. Um, (laughs) And starting to play like, I don't know, shows with people you didn't know or bands you didn't know more often made it feel more serious and in a way you were like okay we have to like we can't goof around or something yeah i think that i don't know it's a different vibe for sure the the heyday of like the basement shows during like i don't know early 2000s was yeah a good time uh, copious shows with again all the same bands within bands playing all the time
5: and that was a lot of fun especially at the early early points um there was a lot of split band practices and oh yeah it 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 it, it, it was great to to hear how other people like created things because I just had like this big notebook of of lyrics and but I would never know where to put the lyrics and then uh people like you and and Joel would be like you really should put this song these lyrics here in the the song they just put there. (laughs) Dude. <laughs> yeah I out
1: a lot <laughs> back to Jeff s I feel like his attic was yes. where we practiced like Bill's band samurai fallout when yeah. I first met you I feel like we all practiced up there all the time together
5: absolutely yeah. or Ryan C's uh house yes
1: yes yeah 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 I'm trying to get the timeline in order yeah two for all these bands but I don't know if you want to dive into to time the, the timeline of these. Yeah, that, that would probably be around like
5: 1998 for uh, 97, 98 for, uh, for so. those practices. Yeah. Because it, w- it was paneling, it took time for sure. And I think it was before the thought crime started. Yeah. I think, and uh, <laughs> the thing that I remember <laughs> the most is uh, our nitro parties after. Uh, Monday band practices and oh, I, I, had n- I had no idea what was going on. Then all of a sudden, our, our band practices would s- turn into uh, wrestling matches.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, it was a good time for wrestling. so
5: yeah, For sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and really, uh, I I think culture-wise at the time, probably hand-in-hand, it was almost like counterculture, right? I think there was a lot of things that were in the punk scene that were things that didn't have that sense of popularity but now we're kind of more mainstream you know i think like you talk about anything that's like nerd culture right like zombies vampires like they all became really pop culture in the last like 10 15 years but then if you wanted to sing about zombies everyone's like oh that's that's weird Uh, that's what a lot of the punk bands did they they wanted to sing about zombies and wrestling and that was the yeah. cool thing.
6: Just ahead right?
1: of the time. yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Trendsetters. Can
4: I ask why oh, everybody wants room. to
6: be the misfits?
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, <laughs> no why. Yeah, that's, that's true. Fair enough.
0: I mean, it's true. <laughs> Bill did play all his shows without a shirt, like Danzig. It was just as jacked <laughs> walking around. <laughs> Minus the mullet. But like a foot taller.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like yeah, a
0: yeah, yeah. No, foot taller, no mullet, Danzig
2: you must be this tall to sing in this band (laughs) so I want to ask you just from a listener perspective what was your favorite Mm -hmm. local band like of all time oh wow
0: I don't that's so tough real real gotcha question right there that is a gotcha (laughs) question just like gut what's your
1: gut say I feel like Southdown probably
2: for sure whoa I just yeah you got some agreement on this podcast yeah right
3: I
1: love it. I feel like that was also I mean everyone's so talented, but when Mike started that one, I think it was like, oh, this that sounds like, like a real band. Like <laughs> you would go to see. <laughs> it was just like was it was slick and it sounded it was catchy and good. Yeah.
2: Well, because I think a lot of the a lot of the bands are on the same time, and I'll talk about this in in another segment as we get further in, but like A lot of folks were just going in with like practice amps, right? You have these like little 15 water amps and you're putting them on the ground and you're, you might be singing out of like a. A fucking sock or something but when you went to see Southdown, you're like okay there's an eight by ten bass cab there's a four by twelve guitar cab and it boomed like it was the first band that you like would hear that had that kind of professional thing and i think when every time they played a show and everyone would kind of use their equipment you're like the show sounds great
1: (laughs) (laughs) when they when they Uh, didn't play you're like okay we're back to this (laughs) mike really just kind of funded the entire the the professionalism for the (laughs) entire thing 100%. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like here we'll plug the guitar and a microphone into this little amp, and we'll just—it's fine. Yeah, if we blow <laughs> the, the, the speaker like we'll static, just, But
6: yeah. <laughs> just needed access to one, and then everybody can use it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I do have some Let questions about Joe.
0: Oh, oh, No, go ahead, Andy. I was going to say to piggyback off of that: Were you always shocked? And I—I I was as a young age that any band Mike was in didn't go farther. Like, especially Southbound.
4: Shake my head at people I see Who ask how I am like they fucking care There's only one that matters to me And that one's a girl that is always there Every day life feels like a kick They
0: really, like it seemed like a band that was just gonna be like a Green Day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they kind of just disappeared.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it all, any, yeah, anything he touched was just like, oh, yeah. Super, I mean, super great songwriter. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just to an extent, luck of the draw with who hears it when. And it's just, just the way the cookie crumbles, <laughs> <laughs> just the way yeah. the Wookiee grumbles. But <laughs> he, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's again, I, that band. The Alta Addison that he did after that, the ending, yeah, um, yeah, all all solid bands, completely different
2: sounding, different genre, but all had great songwriting quality.
1: Yeah, yeah, and as you said, great equipment too. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never hurts. <laughs> I God. not to mention that Mike always recorded almost everything. So yeah, um, if it wasn't done on like a boombox. You know, in a basement, it was probably done very professionally by Mike. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I've, I definitely have some questions about that. I just want to add one thing to kind of round out the the band conversation here. Is um, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and mm. again, we're Uh-oh. we're a long ways out from this, so it's okay to to give us the real deal here. Who would you say your least favorite band to play with was? Oh, oh dang.
4: Oh, oh, oh.
2: And this could be oh. for many reasons. It could be yeah, yeah, that yeah. they spent their gear money, uh, they didn't they didn't buy deodorant, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of different reasons that this might be, but is there a band that you're like, oh fuck, we gotta play with these guys. Like a
1: like a local band or sure. like ever? Uh, Any band. Uh, I don't I don't know. I feel like I'm just thinking of that like late nineties, early two thousands time and it was just Thrilled to be doing anything, so I don't remember being like, "Ugh, these guys." I remember there was a show at Biohazard where I think Ryan S, if I'm remembering right, was doing some sort of weird noise thing. He put up a curtain. Mm-hmm. And it was. I, I feel like someone like pooped somewhere in the venue, like <laughs> as part of it. Yeah, I remember that being like, "There's too many people in here for this to happen."
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that can clear. But no, no one really bad. I, I can't. Okay. I would love to shit talk someone, but I just can't think of it.
2: We we're hoping for that. That's okay, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I could think of it either. We played some shitty shows with some shitty bands, but yeah, no one that I was like. It was more like, hey, if they sucked and they came and they were dickheads, like, cool, because we can just play better than them and then leave. And then great. Like, it's okay. I don't remember <laughs>
1: anyone being mean, really.
2: Locally, anyways if you were more in the pop punk scene, Joe, I think you'd have a different experience. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That was 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 all, it was (laughs) (laughs) cutthroat. The scene wars of 2003 were a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Real caddy venture. Yeah. Are
5: we
1: talking like Pittsfield versus Lennox? Like it was more like, (laughs) it was
5: Pitsfield. It was all Pittsfield. I
1: think. (laughs) Okay. It was like who ripped off whose
2: newfound glory song. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 (laughs)
1: Yeah. There was like Jaws two time. Um, which was who was that me and Mike, someone else that was Brendan. Not minimal effort. Brent yeah. I don't I can't think of the other bands at that time.
2: Well, there was the incline yep, sure, um, yes. minimal effort. Definitely. Yeah. Those were I think the two big ones where I think there was like, although we were all friends, I think there was this competition was of songwriting sure. and stuff. And it just yeah, yeah, it got yeah. ugly because I think it became it was the start of the keyboard warriors. So we had guest books <laughs> on all of our websites. So people would just go on anonymously and be like, Your band fucking sucks, um, yeah, you know. And yeah, it just yeah. became this whole thing. And it was like it it just it felt like it was half of it wow. was the bands going anonymously and some of it was their friends. And it was just about it was just petty was catty just stuff. Like
1: bands. It, yeah, yeah. Guest been. books on websites, there's a oh. blast from the past. Yes. Also, I don't know if that's not something they would track today at all. You're like, whoa, we have what? 400 views on our guest book
2: and they all say yeah. suck a dick. I'm just a I guess it's
1: just a comment section, right? That's all it was. Yeah, pretty
2: much. But you couldn't edit yeah. it. So people put something on there. You just had to... It was on there. That was your guest book. I don't think you could go it's on. Amazing. Maybe you could. Wow. I didn't have the HTML capabilities. Right, you'd have to
1: <laughs> Advanced, advanced An- technology. Listen,
2: Angel or Fire Angel was fire. way, way ahead of, the t- oh. of its time.
5: It <laughs> so. wasn't fire, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't fire. <laughs> Did you have a GeoCity
2: site? Uh, there's yeah, probably we'll, a couple out there. <laughs> GeoCities and Angel Fire, I think, were the big ones. Tripod
1: <laughs> wasn't that one.
2: Yep. um
1: oh, remember that one.
2: And then if you got lucky, you could get some songs and stuff on mp3.com. Yeah, um, Whoa. Get a couple things up on there. It's got to be careful. My God. Any, the problem with, I think the problem with a lot of the bands getting songs on there is that, can you name like one Pittsfield punk band that came out with a tape or a CD that didn't have like 15 movie quote intros? <laughs> right. Like, so you, they couldn't put anything on there because there was copyright. It's so you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: you're
2: like, okay, maybe I can uh, cut I mean, this out and put it on tracks. with just the music, but it doesn't have the same appeal. Yeah.
1: No. it was <laughs> no, our art, no. dude. I'm still a big fan of putting like movie quote clips at the beginning of songs or even mid-song during a break yes 100% so that's the best spot
4: for sure
1: yeah it's uh, Atari's I was gonna say listening yeah.
2: listening back through uh, the dartboard 7-inch uh, yes there was like I think eight songs and five
1: of them I think had intros oh yeah it's, it goes horrendous like audio static cut to like a movie clip recorded off of VCR to like yeah horrendous static (laughs) and then into a song that's poorly recorded (laughs) well
2: the funny thing is is I think for folks who came up without listening to a lot of music outside of the local scene at the start right because I think like so your introduction was kind of like going to see the asthmatics and like you're like okay what is this music and maybe you bought their tape or whatever and you you listen to it but if you didn't know much else out there you're like hey this is just normal. This is what people do. They just put, For sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> and it's great. And I, I think I, there's always points where I'm like, oh, yeah, this thing is going to go great in front of this. Um, but yeah, copyright, unfortunately, is a is a hell of a thing. Yeah,
1: I n- never got any cease and desists in the mail, so.
2: Not gonna... well, we're not going to share your address on here, just in case. Oh.
0: Not on Andy. purpose, at least.
2: Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy doesn't know it. Andy's like, "Whoop! I just <laughs> dropped <laughs> it in the chat." <laughs> awesome Um, and I guess the only other question I really had was like and you might have already answered this a little bit in your previous but like is there a band that you wish had done more musically like who was that kind of flash in the pan that maybe only played a couple shows or only recorded and never played shows and broke up anyone Uh, out there that you're like oh I wish they had more or more in their catalog gosh
1: Um, I can Southdown of course and that's of all the tapes and things I have, I don't think I have any Southdown stuff. Um, but um, yeah, more of them. And again, Joel, I think um, stuff he did. I mean, he's still playing in bands too, but I think stuff he did during that high school, just after high school time, I think was was excellent too.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. Hundred percent. He was, he was one of those guys you watch play and you're like, I want to do that. You know, you saw some guys fumble around sometimes playing power chords and you're like, this dude's on a different level. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Always shredding. Yeah. Yeah. Just just on his knees playing solos. It was crazy. (laughs) Awesome. Um, so one thing that you shared with me before we did this episode today is, uh, a whole lot of flyers, right? So like, oh, yeah. if you are playing shows, you got to promote. And the way to promote was to make a flyer. Walk me yeah. through some of the the concepts and the design of making a flyer <laughs> for a good show.
1: Man. Um, boy, I feel like finding whatever, well, at the time it was, we would just be probably at the library, just like photocopying, like finding a weird book and just photocopying <laughs> stuff. And then, yeah. Cutting out letters and pasting it all together. So I think there was no ransom concept style. Yeah. rant for sure. For I think it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I I know it's not a, for the viewers, but it's like, you're just cutting out. It looks like a crazy ransom letter, but I don't think there was any concept between like, Oh, I just saw this like really off putting picture. Let's like put the date of the show on it and then <laughs> staple it up all over town.
0: You know, I was going to ask that question because I always, you know, remembered walking home from PHS and, you would know, a show was coming up, right? Everyone's talking about it. But for those of us that live around here, you'd be walking down Elm Street and someone would put a flyer on every single. Every and now, I mean, <laughs> there's like 300 or more. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, the show's coming up. Oh the show's coming up you like yeah. is there a reason like
1: all yeah. no 15 people five? who are going no, like, already know about it <laughs>
0: yeah. right? we all know about it spot, We all got to flyer if you're going to put them anywhere
1: you put them all there
0: <laughs> someone's plastered <laughs> them down elm street and we're just kind of, you like walking and you're like why are they on every post
1: <laughs> yeah not branching out at all it's like no, oh. <laughs> no. Yeah. this was, was on the way home
3: <laughs> there was some branching out so that was my introduction to sort of all of you before I met all of you was Brendan wow. giving me a flyer at the Berkshire Mall. And I was oh, like, so oh, works. I've made it. <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> that,
0: yeah. That was the thing. People they handed them out to everybody. And then they were on every telephone pole down Elm Street. And we're like, right we right all right. have one. We all know you guys.
1: Yeah. I was like, it, "Come to this basement on at a, in a yeah. random address." Yeah, <laughs> I'm totally picturing like a
2: focus group of all the the head honchos and the punk bands, like sitting at a table, going, "Like, we got to go with pink on this flyer. I, if we <laughs> do another yellow flyer, uh, the, I love a colored flyer." In- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I could just imagine well, that this is what, what these chaotic. conversations
1: were like. There was a time too when I figured out the machines at Staples you could do. Uh, they had like a test mode where it would print in red. So it's like, oh, I can just like run the paper through twice and do like red and black
4: flyers.
1: (laughs) It's uh yeah, again, no concept, just it's more like abstract art that you put an address on.
0: You could calculate budget of band two based on like the paper, right? Like if it was a colored paper, whoa. This oh is like yeah! yeah. Everybody, everybody,
2: chipped on it. Yeah. You, yeah, you knew you knew the show was going to be at least six dollars. Like you, yeah, it's yeah. not oh, a five dollar show. There was no way.
0: Can yeah. I afford this show? They're not going to accept enough. cans of soups. This is on blue paper. <laughs> yeah,
1: an investor <laughs> Wait, Abby, was waiting what, for a payback. <laughs> Abby, what was the show that you got a flyer for? Do you remember? Where I it was? have the
3: flyer. I've shown it to you guys. Was it Citizen Uzi? I think. Wow.
1: Do you know what location it was?
3: I feel like it was girls club, but also I might be confused because my first show that I ever went to was at girls' club. So I could be getting a little mixed. Well, I was just
1: wondering if you somehow got roped into like again going to someone's random like home address for a show. (laughs) Or if it was like an actual place.
3: No, definitely my first time was definitely an actual place.
1: Okay. Man.
2: I think mine was a real place too, but then the next place was a basement and it was super sketchy. It was uh it was the older of the Frank S's that lived over near the lake. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my first shows, too, in a basement.
2: I was like, wow, yes. I'm getting hot box down here. This is, this is <laughs> great.
4: <laughs> <laughs> my first basement
3: was the bill. younger of the Frank S's basement. <laughs>
2: oh, <Whoa>, wow.
6: <laughs> We're going to talk the about arena that. arena was one of the first ones okay. that I went to. Wait, which the, one? Arena. The
1: arena. Oh, oof. yeah. <laughs> is that building still there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, What's then? It's, there? Been,
3: it's, it's a, like a uh, it's karate a, school. A baseball, it's a baseball place. Oh, well,
1: it's totally different answers from everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like baseball their, and like, karate.
4: <laughs> there, like, They're basically filming Double
1: Dragon there.
5: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh,
1: it sounds exciting, so I'll definitely go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've heard of Capoeira, a right? That's like sexy dance
2: <laughs> fighting. This is like yeah, yeah, yeah. baseball karate. It's... <laughs> Amazing. Wow. The, poor, wow. the poor owners of the business are hearing this right now going, what the fuck? What yeah, the fuck? Count that, count that sponsorship out, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we can make a flyer to make up for it. We'll go into demo mode and get them two Truth.
4: colors. <laughs> we got this. Uh,
0: Brand no. new power lines all the way down Elm Street. Fresh, wow, ready yeah.
4: to go.
6: Bob Staples. I'm going to the library.
2: That's right. B- better to spend your money there if you're going to going to spend some money for sure for sure so one thing that you you, okay go ahead i was gonna say joe the thing that i felt like outside of flyers that was a big deal if you could do them at shows was merch and Mm -hmm. you turned me on to silk screening and i bought a kit and i learned how to do silk screening and make some shirts and stuff (laughs) which was awesome but i think you were kind of the king of the t-shirt and making stuff for bands so i want to like Here, like, how did you get into that? Were you just the person that was like, hey, I'll try this thing, or were you, like, itching to do it?
1: Uh, I think I I just liked making things. I mean, the flyers and any, like, artwork for tapes or stuff we were doing. So I don't know how I knew what silk screening was, but I was like, oh, you can just buy a kit at the art store and basically just print your own shirts. So just started doing that. Poorly, very poorly at first, but... Yeah, then it was like, oh, I guess we can, I don't know. It just felt like, what does a professional band do? They have shirts. I guess we need to make shirts too, right? So, and I just like designing things, quote unquote, because I don't know if I considered it designing at the time. I was just like, we need to put something on a shirt. So let's make it.
2: Well, it's great because there's a point where you couldn't go hang out in a group of people without seeing like a 315 shirt
1: or, <laughs> you know, like. We probably uh, like, made too many shirts, but yeah. <laughs> well will see. <laughs> then. Brendan S really like picked that up and started like high quality screen printing. Like he got like the right equipment and yeah. Say so the best of the shirts through. inside of other shirts. Flip
4: so yeah. it inside, inside out yeah yeah,
1: yeah, 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 Bring your own shirt <laughs> we'll look screen at the show. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a great way to do it. Or yeah, if you can't afford like a blank packet of Hanes shirts, you just go to <laughs> Goodwill and buy, like, yeah. a bunch yeah. off the rack and turn them inside out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I, that's what I loved about the scene, though. Like, I felt... And I don't know if you feel the same way about this, but like when you started the silk screening and then others kind of did it, it, it was kind of like this raw thing, right? Like people got like a pack of Hanes shirts. They were rough silk screening kits. And oh, it kind of yeah. gave it like that really like, holy shit, like, right? This is like our thing. There's people locally silk screening. Like I remember having the only Dead Rats actual <laughs> shirt that was wow. not from Goodwill <laughs> turned inside out. <laughs> Wow. And I love the snow screening. It was it's my favorite t-shirt of all time.
2: Yeah. It kind of sums up the scene as it was very much DIY because bands recorded themselves, they made their own shirts, they made their own flyers, they booked their own shows, they brought their own equipment in, like, it was very much a yeah. DIY scene. And that's probably true with a lot of places. But yeah. I thought that's what made it kind of special was that you just got to see the the creativity in all these bands, because they did things very differently, even though there was kind of a, a budgetary kind of like limit on what you could do, it still felt like there was a <laughs> lot of differences in creativity in that
4: yeah and then there was
3: a lot of support for the bands too and you could see yeah. it everywhere you went you know i i had my custom 315 hoodie that i wore everywhere and like 75 yes. percent of pictures <laughs> wearing that fit, ill-fitting hoodie that i had custom made on a hoodie that didn't actually fit me anyway
0: wow. but i think that
3: like that was one of the really cool parts of it was like seeing each other representing each other
0: yeah, and yeah it, it's yeah. like as a fan of all the bands i just remember like we would get like the shirts and get the merch and you'd be like so proud right you'd have to wear it and you were like oh i saw this band and other people were like who the f are these people right like your parents like where <laughs> hell you get that shirt like let's say like you got it from goodwill and you're like mind your own business mind <laughs> like i'm proud of this I, shirt i, I, like, mean, I love this just... thing they're, like you're young right like i got young kids oh, and yeah. they're like Get on this this hill and like like I'm I'm living or dying here and you're like looking back and looking <laughs> at the old shirts and I'm like I'm never getting rid of these, hun Like, no way know, from my dead lifeless hand you'll get I, this.
1: I think it was you just like buying. <coughs> maybe it's because Pittsfield's more insular than other town. Th- I don't know that it was a little more shop, but it was just you felt like you were part of some cool thing just by having another band shirt from town or going to shows it was just like oh i'm part of this group of people so it's i yeah good sense of community that way i think uh, totally. yeah, i think it totally.
0: was people would be like, oh i fucked up on the shirt and you'd be like no man I i'll take it, it. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah for you, sure man, you actually you did this like yeah. i love it man yeah from yeah, yeah. afar
2: people are like what is that shirt toby keith They're like no it's yeah. a 315. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very different
0: what? Right, is that a time? What? I don't understand. Shut up, ma. Well, yeah. I I
2: had an original dartboard hoodie that you gave me, Joe, that I think was made with Dang. like probably enamel paint on the back of it or something. It was like <laughs> what's even on it? It was a face and a dartboard oh, behind yeah. it. Oh, and it's had a dartboard. trouble at
0: school, didn't you? Yeah, I got way?
2: suspended for wearing it. They told me I couldn't wear <laughs> what? it. What? <laughs> because it looked like the guy was African American. Oh. They thought I was, no, it it? They yeah, said. they thought, they thought the shirt was, I'm like, it's this an is insult to my artwork. I was like, this uh, is damn. basically, <laughs> this is an out, this is a stick figure. And you're telling me you can yeah, guess right. the race of this from a stick figure. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was a,
1: wasn't it a lovely a green hoodie figure.
0: and the paint was white,
1: right? Yes. <laughs> I can't remember it, but I do, I do vaguely remember you getting suspended now.
0: I remember the controversy. Well, I apologize.
1: Each. No, you're okay. I think when I asked you, I said,
2: Who is this supposed to be? And I believe you said Bill Clinton.
1: And I was like, That tracks. Wow. Jeez. I don't yep. remember having, I mean, nowadays, you know, I'm in trouble, but. Which, <laughs> which fun fact. There was a band that
2: played quite a bit in the local scene, and you could maybe have more insight into them, but the band was called 100 Watt Warlock. And oh, yeah. I remember asking them at an arena show, I'm like, where did you come up with your name? And they said they went to the Wu-Tang Clan Wu-Tang name generator online <laughs> and put in wow, Bill Clinton, yeah. and they got 100 Watt Warlock as their band name. Wow. So just
1: Pretty brilliant. Those two pieces together. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty solid name, really. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing.
3: That whole sentence that you just said is so perfect for that time period. (laughs) I think that just, like, sums up exactly what time period we're discussing here.
5: Yeah. Man. Well, that was one of the toughest things was when you did form a band with, you know, that one of your 12 friends, you know, you, you mix and match the people. It's forming the band name. I know one of my favorite things was throw random names in a hat and we pick out three different names and boom, that's, that's the title right. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, that,
1: you know, that barbed wire. That's we got call <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And then my parents would be like, what are you listening to? Dead rats? What is that? Is that a drug? It's <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> like, always just different uh, bands, right? So you're talking about different things. And when you have Catholic parents, they assume everything is a drug reference so yeah. that's
1: like, very, oh, very true 315
0: is that anything like 420 yep it's the opposite yeah. of that oh god <laughs>
4: exactly <laughs> uh, hey. it's,
0: it's straight edge oh god he said straight edge it's got to be it's got to be some kind of drug out there Man, he's doing the drugs again
1: Man. i to that note i feel like there is not a lot of drinking At least to my knowledge, early on, in shows it was almost like I feel like there was a lot of shows where we made a point where that wasn't a thing, probably because it was at someone's parents' house. But yeah,
5: (laughs) and we wanted to play more shows. Yeah, right. Like, don't fuck this up, please. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Um, yeah. A lot of the flyers would say no drugs on them. Yeah, which is great.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) oh, I wouldn't even think that was an option.
1: Thank just, you in for, just in thanks case, just in case, letting me
6: know. Okay, <laughs> yeah.
1: Even Not like the cops one.
0: would get pissed at us when they would run into us on Elm Street, and they'd be like, "Can't hey, shouldn't you guys be drinking or something?" You're like, "Are you supposed to yeah. be advocating for that right now?" <laughs> well, officer? they were
1: confused why we just sat there
2: all night yeah.
6: talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Probably annoyed because they're like, "We want to arrest these people, but we can't because so so just- you guys
2: have, must
6: have done something." Like, oh wait. You haven't yeah. <laughs> Like, What are you this on right now spicy. Molly And
0: we're like is that a girl You know a girl officer is there going to be a girl coming down here Molly and they're like god damn it these well,
2: kids suck It was probably because Joe always drank a Sobe Out of a paper bag <laughs> Oh <So>, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like We know what's in that elixir Oh man Sobe was yeah
1: uh, Cola was a big one too out there
2: The dragon fruit What were the so, The yeah. elemental ones
1: yeah. I remember I just remember Elixir oh, yeah. was
2: like a cranberry like grapefruit thing that was just that was out of this world. And for Jolt Cola, <laughs> can
0: I ask you, Joe, a real tough question after Wix,
2: okay. Yes. I don't have a
6: question I accept. It's not
0: the question. Oh, it, I, can we can you finally admit this? All, like people who wanted to be cool in yeah, Vegas, yeah and I was completely against this drink. Bill, I know you're with me would drink oh. moxie. yeah, and they'd go, oh, this soda. It's fucking delicious. And I'm like, I guys, still like it. Like, Joe likes Moxie. I still like it. It was awful. It was, it was awful, but to be. It's terrible, like, but it's also
1: great. <laughs> it's, you got to be ready for it, but it's a fun drink now and then. It's, like it's like a medicinal root beer, right? It's, I don't know. Why did that, why was that a thing? It's Just a main thing. Like thing? Off putting soda. I think a band from it was like,
0: I'm never going to drink this. And people were like, the all the cool kids are drinking Moxie.
1: And I'm like, what yeah. Andy, we were
5: also heavy smokers. So I had no taste. Yeah, just, <laughs> was, yeah.
2: I well, I oh. was in I was in Bar Harbor earlier this year, and they had like a whole section dedicated to Moxie in there. And I was wow. like, This is a blast from the past. I'm like, but this is just their <laughs> thing. They have all their special thing, like you know, they have their potato coconut uh little chocolate covered. I can't think of what they're called now. That's like a main thing in Moxie. like weird shit. But potato coconut. It's potato like coconut um Moxie? Is that we were talking. No, no. There's these little. They they <laughs> have. It's kind of it. like mounds, but they're. It's with like potato starch or something, and so Whoa. it's like a chocolate covered coconut and potato concoction. Someone has to go. Abby, you Google things it. aren't things aren't uh, right yeah. up there. I
5: thought. Things I, thought are, uh, right. yeah. pies. I thought Whoopie Pats. I thought Whoopie Pats. Whoopie Pats. Yes, the, but they also yes, have the, these the, little, and I you couldn't see. I
2: yeah. I've never seen them anywhere, but they're. This specialty in Maine, along with Moxa. <gasps> potato also.
5: Donuts, Who- shout out to Murph. Oh. Holy Donut? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Whoopie Holy- pies are a main thing? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's shocker. Wow. Good for them.
3: Um, as the educational update to this section of the podcast, I would like to share oh. with you that Needham's
2: Needham's. There it is. Is a
3: beloved main mm. treat for over 150 years. Coconut ah! and potato fill filling covered in dark chocolate.
0: Hmm. It looks nice. like a pop patty, but it's it not. Be good in name. It tastes like a it, it tastes, Maine
2: tastes Maine like a mounds, which yeah. we already know on the podcast is not a favorite candy of anyone's, but yeah.
1: Oh no. Mounds. You wash not it not down true. with a moxie. You probably oh. oh, can yeah, yeah. Nobody
0: liked it. And like like people drank <laughs> think, it. I'm not gonna dox them on this show. I want <laughs> <eventually.
1: laughs> <How about> names <laughs> first and last and home home addresses. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Andy, I'm just going to go back to the rules of the podcast from earlier, um, and you can't say, "Joe, I have a question for you." And then the question is like, "What is your problem?" That's not a question.
1: Uh, to be fair, it felt like a question. How Thank dare you? How dare you? Where do you get um, off? Try to make me drink
4: moxie.
0: I'll defend Thank my values. You. Who who do you think you are?
1: There you go. I will say, I I like moxie. It's hard okay. to find. Um... And it's not for everyone, perhaps an acquired taste, but there was to dial it back to the reason for this episode, I suppose there was a band from Maine that came down and played at the girls' club, I believe, and they brought Moxie with them, I think, or that's how we found out about it. Um, and then it was just a thing. I think people were like, look at this soda that tastes like cough medicine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. Liquid
0: sandpaper. Like if you could liquefy sandpaper, <laughs> that was moxie. Like I took a drink okay. and I'm like, I'm a heavy smoker at the time, yeah. and I'm like, this hurts my throat. Andy, Not a you, my throat. yeah, you <laughs> know this, though,
2: I think moxie was the clove of beverages.
6: Oh yeah, wow. That's,
2: that's how I'll sum oh, that one up. I, I dig it, yeah,
6: know for it. sure.
1: Really Andy, good. try it now. Maybe, maybe yeah. you need yeah, to come you- back to it. I, yeah, I may have
3: some in my brother's refrigerator that I can pull out for you Andy if you if you need one. I can oh, That makes it sound like it's old. Aries is <laughs> you yeah. need a fresh one. You can't be the yeah.
6: older, so. uh, <laughs> the Age stuff might be better.
1: I, <laughs> uh, I'll bring can, some back
2: can, when, I can, <laughs> when I go to Maine again.
1: Yeah. Do a little taste test on here, okay? Everybody's like done.
2: All right. Well, or, Maybe starch madness. That's a great point for a quick plug and transition here. Uh, Maybe we can try this for our episode that we're doing in a couple weeks called Starch Madness, and we're going to be tasting the best of the best pizza from Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Joe, I want to get a quick early read from you. Like, I would love to. (laughs) You're definitely welcome. What's your gut say right now? What's the best pizza in Pittsfield, Massachusetts? Oh, east Side, Yeah.
5: Wow. Sure. Oh, No hesitation! We
2: already know it's going <laughs> to yeah. be a contender. Yeah. I mean, also,
1: yeah, I know it's tumultuous. Be. People, you might... It's, uh, it's, again, maybe not for everyone, but classic. It's very Pittsfield. But, yeah, it's good.
0: I mean, yeah, the pepperonis are thick triangles. like Yeah,
1: they're delicious. There's You're saying some, that in a good way or a bad way? Oh, yeah. Why? I
0: love Eastside sides bike. Okay, good. <laughs> Andy, nobody knows. Andy was so that indifferent influxing. on that. He's like, they're yeah. like
1: thick <laughs> triangles. But No, they're, it's the best. It's the best of the oh, It's so good. It's just, oh, God, it's
0: so good.
2: Yeah. All right, I want to transition. I don't even know what else
0: there is. <laughs> well, we're
2: we're going to give you the whole list. Don't you yeah. worry. We Tune have a list of, to
0: be there, Joe. Tune in. Yes. Okay, okay. I bet we could get Nick Cage to oh, show dude. up, too. Joe and yeah. Nick.
5: Jesus Cage. Christ.
0: Yeah. Mrs. Oh. Stofer.
6: See? Uh, I, do it. I can do it. Nikki, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So, as part of merch, is of course the demo tape. Um, mm, yeah, the CD okay. eventually, but the demo tape was the big
1: one. Tons right
2: here. Joe's got a massive stack. It's I know an, it's an,
1: useless for the viewers, but... No, it's okay. We got, we, <laughs> it's we're going to make them viewers with some photos.
2: Um, <laughs> so I have I have a couple questions about the recording process because I know that originally this was very much still the analog recording days. Maybe you did a single microphone and the whole band played live and tried to capture everything. Maybe you did some mm-hmm. four-track and could isolate things a little bit. Curious, like, do you remember the first demo recording for
1: you? Like, what what was that like, and what you used? <laughs> I feel like it was probably in Jason's basement for the Pantalunatics, and it was probably he may have had a four track. <laughs> Said it was probably everyone just playing it once, mm-hmm. trying to be as far away as possible
4: sure. to not like
1: <laughs> muffle the sound together. Yeah, I'm, I, I now that I say, I honestly don't know how anyone got their hands on like a beat up four track back then, but or that anyone knew what it was really. <laughs> yeah, right? that, that was cheap. probably it.
2: Yeah, I think the average, an average decent four track back in like two thousand was about three hundred dollars, which is a lot. I mean that yeah, was a lot of money.
1: I mean people didn't have guitars
2: that cost three hundred dollars. Never mind like wanting oh, to no invest way. in this.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have no yeah. I have no idea where that came from. Probably borrowed it from someone. Bought it and returned it. Maybe.
2: <laughs> I, think, for, I think a lot of the gear that I remember of people having was always like their dads failed like bar bands that just had the equipment <laughs> yeah. and like, passed yeah. it down. So my guess is there probably was some sort of like, you know, they got some old seventies amp that had no ground wire on it and they just started like, zapped their oh, lip every time I touch the microphone. Lots of getting shocked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shit like that. So I'm sure that a four track probably floated around from one of those
1: scenarios. Yeah. But that was the first, I think that, yeah, that's my first remembering of it. And then from there it was probably Mike doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. I know Dartboard at one point, or maybe it was Citizen Uzi, we recorded all of us playing at the same time, straight through the whole thing onto like an MP, like a mini disc player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, like a little mini disc player that had a record button. So we were like, oh, just push record and then we'll play all the songs real fast back to back. (laughs)
2: Do you remember who owned that mini mini disc player? Because I do. Oh, is this a quit? I. I'm gonna give you some hints. Tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Beats. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> All right, no beats, but tall. <laughs> Bears. I meant beats by like you know beats by Dre.
1: <laughs> oh, start Star Galactica. Galactica. Yeah it was Victor no, I feel oh okay I was gonna say I feel even more lost with those clues. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> like I thought I had did it he, but then you threw me off did he have a pair of beats by Dre I hope not <laughs> oh okay. uh, well I, yeah I, yeah I guess we borrowed it from him yeah which was it's awesome fun. I remember hearing about that and it just said a BMW
2: without a speedometer oh yeah there you go <laughs> It's gotta, you gotta, you gotta feel it it feels like we're going 35 listen to the revolutions baby <laughs> you got it oh man so i think like listening back this has been the fu- the fun thing so thank you for sharing a bunch of music that you have and i shared some music that i have from a lot of these local bands and you know there's definitely a big difference in terms of like quality as things moved along and obviously you mentioned mm-hmm. mike quite a bit and mike was someone who i think kind of like was always the person like expanding and evolving in terms of like recording equipment and trying to like get the best sound for bands and so i know that some of that yeah. went from you know four track to eight track adat eight recording which was a super vhs tape where you could actually get eight oh, channels yeah, yeah. and if you bought two of them you could daisy chain them together and get 16 channels which was like unheard of. like i don't even have 16 strings on my instruments how am i gonna fucking <laughs> record this um and then the crazy thing about I think this same time period was there was the the big evolution of the digital audio workstation. So you could start recording things on a computer. So whether that would be mm-hmm. you know Pro Tools, Cool Edit Pro, you know these different applications, um, I think a lot more people had access and ability to try to record things a little bit more piece by piece, and the quality mm-hmm. of recordings got significantly better. And I'm kind of wondering, like, do you think that? maybe some of these bands or some of these recordings would have lived on a little bit longer had they been recorded in a real like environment, maybe whether that's a studio or on good equipment, do you think that they would have like, was oh. right? Was I guess the songwriting <laughs> there was the talent there that like, well, I would songs, say probably not.
1: I don't think it would have made a difference. <laughs> <laughs> to- totally fair. Well, I mean, only because, um, oh not that there wasn't any, quality to it but i feel like so much of it was just like oh we're all hanging out together let's like make music for two months and then move on
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's totally makes sense
1: and yeah
0: this this is for both joe and bill um were you guys ever shocked at how excited we the younger guys were when you guys put out a tape like, like I just always remember being at a show and, like, you'd be, oh, yeah, we got a Dead Rats tape. Or, like, oh, yeah, like this tape. we like, <laughs>
4: what? Like,
0: it's like, you know, it sounds like you guys, you know, recorded it in like a box.
1: Uh, oh, like, yeah. You know, Some like garbage stuff. cans imploding. Right?
5: Like, yeah. Hey,
1: Dead Rats is like, like, not a bad you demo. So-
5: that one. not yeah. I-, I think it's Samurai Fallout.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking Which- of the dartboard red tape.
5: Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> Oof, rough one. Uh, uh, you go. Bill. Yeah,
5: I, I think it was um it was always awesome just to see your friends, you know. I don't know. I might have to I might have to pass it to Joe because I was like I always thought, you know, like I was like was so good friends with the, the people that I was in the bands with that I was just like so proud of that we we created this and very stoked that my other friends are listening to it. And I want to listen to what they're creating too. It was just the the creativity and everything coming together. Yeah. But I I was, I was so Danny when you would come up and be like, ah, that sounded great. Or like at the end of sets and stuff. I I think the live shows were the better parts of it though. Especially when it was gang vocals and everybody just (laughs) piled on each other. And that was the most fun ever. Like it it was so great.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think people not, well, I'm trying to think of who, like, we wouldn't have known that was, like, buying demo tapes or coming to shows, yeah. but it was very few. But any of yeah. it was, like, great for the ego at the time of, like, yes. oh, we, are making, we are making great music. <laughs> this is great. Yes, <laughs> yes. it's justification.
4: Somebody bought this. Yeah, Yeah, right. Somebody
1: paid money for this tape. All right. Calm down, Lars Ulrich over there. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I mean, I feel like I just, I would spend so long just like cutting and pasting things to like make covers for demo tapes that it was like, that was like exciting for someone to buy it just for that.
6: Unfolded was huge too, right? As a whole piece of paper in there,
0: isn't it? Yeah, no, they were almost I all of, wanted to unwrap the paper that was in a sheet of paper. I, I would, yeah, it's like
1: origami. It you couldn't, it. yeah, you know, oh, I was trying to pull, to pull that back there. up after. Oh, yeah. it's just um, my yeah. copy it's was in nightmare. my dad's
6: truck when I got totaled, so it's gone. <laughs>
0: uh, I lost my dead rats tape, and to this day, it still bums me out when I think about it. I'm like,
1: oh, yeah, I have two here. It. You want one? <laughs> Does yeah. that still have the pube in it? Are you kidding me? Oh shoot! What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing.
2: so could go to M- Mark oh, from Dead, Dead Rats <laughs> put taped a pubic hair to every tape that we put oh, out there. Oh. Hold on, let me check. Let me check both. It's probably so, so disintegrated me. by now. You couldn't even get Nobody's DNA off that 20, thing. It could
1: It
0: could be long The police—they probably got that in a database.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this oh, this one's got a little picture of Paul Rubens mugshot. Oh, oh you, you got go the Paul Rubens edition. Oh,
0: oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, mine had the Paul Rubens mugshot in it too. I remember being like Do You
2: see a piece of tape in there? Ever. No, there's not. Maybe he maybe he got embarrassed and wanted to give it would you one. It'd be great out. for the archives. <laughs> he
0: gave you a
6: clean copy.
2: <laughs> I saw yeah. him the other day. I could ask him if he wants to cut one out again just so we can <laughs> put <laughs> it in there and get the real. I I thought he pulled. I could
0: we swear there was like the white. Yeah, area.
2: he might have plucked. Yeah, that's true. I don't know I mean if you're going <laughs> to go for how
0: are
4: you inspecting Yes. I just
0: well cool because okay to be 100% yeah. honest like I got the yeah. tape no one told me that was in there and I was like oh there's a hair in here I'm like it must have fallen off of someone's head and then like later on Wick's like oh yeah like there was a pube in there I'm like I touched that like
2: you did and, I'm and, sure you petted it like a yeah, little like a joking. little cat <laughs> so like, oh,
1: there's, uh, what there's a hair in here
2: I want to ask a quick ask thing. Question? Oh, yeah. okay, you go. Well, this is just this is related to the full sheet origami. Oh, yeah, yeah. How important was it being a like scream your head off punk band to have a lyric sheet in those so that people could <laughs> sing along your <in>
4: shows? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> probably they were for after the fact. I mean, yeah, I mean I guess it was probably important for people to know, right? I don't know who Went home and was like, let me listen to this and follow along. It's like, oh, oh cool. everyone did. This, this, is, these, did this is so well written.
0: <laughs> I never, never unwrapped that because I made the mistake once and I couldn't get it back in on one of the tapes. Before you ask your so question, Joe,
2: can, can yeah. you read us the lyrics to Student Council on Dartboard Red there? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
1: So, is that un- it's on red? Redder- oh, here it is. Be. I've got it right here. It's on red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just terrible. But here we go. No, council by Dartboard, two thousand. Oh. There's no lyrics on this one. What? Hold on.
3: <laughs> when do we think uh, the last time that these lyrics were were oh, uttered? Spoken were into
1: the air in real life. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I mean, it's part of my morning mantra.
3: Is this like a Jumanji <laughs> moment? Are we conjuring something? Oh. <laughs>
1: This honestly, the type on this is so small. I don't know who could ever read this. <laughs> oh, sorry, all it's ch-
2: it. chiller font in like size seven point.
1: <laughs> it, it, maybe my eyes are going too. I don't know. <laughs> is this it? Okay, you want you want to hear it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, God, I apologize that I can't read it so good here. It doesn't make a difference who you are because you won't make a difference anyway. Mm. Mm. It's all just a show for popularity. Your school sucks and they can't change it. Beautiful rhyming.
4: (laughs) Just kidding. There's none at all.
1: (laughs) Uh, Chorus. Here we go. A good thing I labeled it. (laughs) (laughs) Student council. Student council. Holy shit. It's so stupid. Sit around all day. Okay. (laughs) Great. It's beautiful. It's poetry. Hey. I'll just say this was, what year was this?
4: I don't 2000, know right? I,
1: I don't know what gripe I had with any student council. One, I wasn't in high school at the time.
4: <laughs> yeah, I
2: was kind of curious about your your feelings on that. It sounded like it was I, a filler track, not going to lie.
1: Maybe, <laughs> it must have. I, I assume just some pent-up resentment I was holding on to for a couple of years. And I was like, now's my chance to voice it. I wish that I had that tape on CD so I could have skipped that track. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. At that point, skip the tape. (laughs) Um, I'll say. I think you know what. There's a lot of embarrassing content the further back you go. Oh, for sure. There always is.
0: I don't think that way. I always think, like, well, I love that. And it it has no shame. shame
1: embarrassing the
0: entire It was time. all nostalgia, though. Like, you listen well, to it and you you remember those times, right? Like, like, we talk about dead rats, and I remember the shows. I remember <laughs> dancing around with Bill. And I do yeah. remember, like, having a blast. And then you were like, how was the show? And I'm like, it was awesome. Like, yeah. you guys are great. Like, you need help moving your drums. And then it's like, I don't want to drop anything. Like, like, <laughs> being like, hey, I just yeah, bought this yeah. at a tag sale. Be careful. Andy, when you
2: get Dead Rat's dick out of your mouth, can Joe ask his question?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Andy, I appreciate you.
0: Thank you, Bill.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'll say it to that point. As shoddy as the lyrics are at any point, or whatever they are, it again goes back to like, it was just fun for everyone to be together doing the same thing, and you're like, oh, I'm I'm part of something in town that's like special to this group. So... It'll live Again, on forever. I apologize. I apologize to the PHS Student Council <laughs> of, uh, I guess, die. 1999. They know what
2: they did. <laughs> it <laughs> it you know what you did. Honestly, Joe, I think you should be apologizing to the the wonderful beverage company, Seven Up, for oh, Make so Seven true. Fuck You.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hot take, but, you know, marketing, you got to watch out for it. They'll, they'll trick you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's if Moxie was paying you. To
2: right <laughs> the Whoa! There's a conspiracy Ooh, theory. Wow, Absolutely, yeah. Robert Stack know, over
1: here. I know nothing about soda pop. Next C-more. question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so
2: I want to ask about the places to play. So obviously mm-hmm. there were places out of town, but what were some of the favorite venues of yours in Pittsfield proper or the very nearby surrounding
1: towns? Oh boy. Um depends on the time period but um yeah. the I Timmy K's basement yeah it was like a big favorite it's shortly I feel like it had a moment it stopped being a place to go and then there were shows there again yeah um, and the girls Club was like when Brendan s started booking shows there it was like oh we've we've got like an actual venue <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this, this feels professional yeah even though it was like riser a hundred times bigger than it needed to be for the crowd but you know. <laughs> and then i think bill i feel like probably played the most in like ryan's basement right yeah absolutely yeah i, I, I like would like say Ryan's 98 that, or 99 was so i think good. the most frequent like place would be like oh, okay here's another show uh,
5: like pretty much like every weekend or so or every yeah, yeah. couple of weeks yeah yeah that was a lot of fun there.
1: Uh, i can't think of any of like the one-off weird ones but like the arena oh, was odd what, are you, oh, what about biohazard oh biohazard was great also that was like a real just flash in the pan sort of yeah. thing but that that's Store, was it a store? Yeah, it was like a retail <laughs> store. It, had, <laughs> it was like, Got here's it. a couch, a couch, and a stack of CDs you can buy. <laughs> <laughs> Drug front, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Rebel Sound, of course, yes! like an actual venue. I didn't yeah. know that's like a bit later, but um,
6: like source denial for the two shows over there. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, I guess, yeah. I don't know if that's outside the time period we're talking since it's a little later, but
6: yeah, it was late.
1: It's like 2005 ish, I guess. Yeah. Or, but yeah, Source of the Nile was wild. Yeah. <laughs> so, like a, again, like, I guess it's a pawn shop, but yeah. now there's a stage in the back. I think it was, <laughs>
2: I think it had like hair weaves and like VHS tapes. And yeah, it was a weird place. I, I remember I went to a show and I believe I bought—I can't remember what band it was about. I bought a demo CD, I think, at the time, and I bought a VHS copy of Howard the Duck. Wow!
4: <laughs> and I Good still have pie. it on my shelf.
2: Wow! Non-stop shopping.
3: Where was it? Was it on Elm Street?
2: No, it was North on North street. street. North. Yeah. It was like a few, like, right a few doors from down from Rebel Sound, right?
1: Like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. much further down uh-huh. on that it? same
2: block. Near Bagels too.
3: Okay. All right.
1: Yeah. Oh, Bagels too. Cajun Bagel. Oh, hell yeah, Joe. Pizza bagel. I was thinking of the Cajun bagel the other day. I was like, man, I can go for that right now.
2: Good. It's so good. So whether as a a fan or playing in a band, I want to go around the horn. Favorite Pittsville venue, Abby.
3: Oh, I have to go first. Um I probably will go a (laughs) racies.
1: Whoa. Yeah. solid pick.
5: debauchery
1: solid pick,
5: <laughs> bill oh shit uh i am gonna go i'm gonna go ryan c's base uh, just mm-hmm. the, the basement just the, the the fun times if we had more shows though biohazard might have been up there i'd love that place and at the yeah. fire department would swing by because there was too many people in the, in the store. Like some people have to go outside and smoke a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) And then try to be like, okay, everybody in see if you can close the door. (laughs) 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 Yeah. It was, it was wild times for sure. Jared, that was a good spot. Uh,
6: Timmy K or Frank's basement. Mm -hmm.
4: Those are
0: good. Andy. I, there were so many good ones um, but I, I really like Source of the Nile wow, nice yeah. parking was better
2: I'm actually going to say I really like the arena and partly because wow. no but probably because there was like a bunch of different places the bands would set up and I remember there was one point where they were doing some sort of taping for ESPN there and they had this big stage set up ah, over the big oh, yeah. one roller rink area and I remember some of the bands that played there. I remember there was like a metal band. I think Drop Faith played Boxing Water. I'm not sure if you guys remember them. Oh yeah. And Southdown. And That's- I remember I got to sit on the stage because there wasn't a place to to go because they were playing for a bunch of people playing like hockey. On that like roller skate rink there was was no so people just kind of like hung out by the stage and listened to the bands up there and i remember i was like right next to one of the monitors so i could like hear it really well and you most shows Mm. like the pas kind of stuff so i really like that show and i just remember there being a lot of great shows where it'd be like dartboard people's choice south down like a three band (laughs) set up there or you'd have the shows where it'd be like the damager or uh you know another band that maybe wasn't like Pittsfield proper but we're playing shows pretty regularly and bringing some bands from out of town so there was a lot of great shows there um, that I went to that I really enjoyed so and it was a huge place so it, it was just uh, I don't know it was cool you could run around and
4: I, really feel
1: like, I feel like I missed out I've, I feel like I only ever went to like two shows there you played yeah, more than two to- shows there <laughs> no way yeah really? whoops
6: <laughs> I,
2: I saw dartboard there at least like two or three times Huh.
3: Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. that predates me being part. There of There was all quite
2: this. a few shows there. I, I bet it was great. Then. I went to one yeah. anyway. But if I had to put my finger out, I'd say there. Were, I probably went to like ten shows there. But one of them was Slugfest. Wow. Oh, I remember Whoa. that happening. Where they told everybody Hatebreed was going to play, even though there was absolutely no intention of them coming and playing that show. <laughs> and everyone's like, "When's Hatebreed playing?" They're like, "Soon. Wait for the other seventy-five bands to play, and they're going to play oh, tonight. Like the place closes brutal. at 9
6: <laughs> wow. anyway. oh just ran out of time sorry guys wow.
2: oh you know what they actually got a flat on the highway so sorry about that
1: <laughs> no no refunds uh, that's another thing about shows from that time too where that so many bands playing every show yeah which i think at, at the time also was probably fun because you know you had nothing else to do but now no, like like like,
0: let's be honest yeah. well the only they, ten minutes like, the like enough for the material <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: that was 12 <laughs> songs <laughs> yeah so obviously i know if we were talking about outside of pittsfield i think everyone would would say the same thing is that you go hit up the uh, taco bell slash kfc you get oh, diarrhea oh, and you play a show oh, at mother's roadhouse <laughs> mother's is closed. <laughs> oh, mother's man. was closed. wow <laughs> So, Joe, I have to share this with you. We have a live Dead Rats tape from Mother's Roadhouse. And, of course, you you hear Dougie singing on all the songs um, because that was his mainstay. But Bill has a famous quote in there where he says,
5: All right. Bottled Rage. Ready for some rock and roll? I got you some water up in now. It's than a son of a gun.
2: Can I get some water up in Nya? It's hotter than a son of a gun. <laughs> so I'll have to share that with you because Bill
1: talking oh, between songs was amazing. <laughs> oh. I, I have a tape somewhere of a samurai fallout practice. That's like a lot of Bill talking. It's just <clears throat> really great. Well, I think if Bill ever got a job in radio, he would get fired immediately because
2: his, t- his talk up timing was awful. Like He would talk up the intro, and then he would miss his cue by like five lines, and he would start the verse late. We'd be in the chorus. I'm like, Bill, the song is only 45 seconds. You can't have a 15-second walk. Talk up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this song There's goes so out to art. all the Elm Street punks, SPOD, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, Bill, the song is actually over. You didn't even sing it. <laughs> You'll hear it in the in the in the recording. I promise. I'll share it with you all. Wow, man! Good hype, though. Good
4: hype. Uh, th- th- thanks, brother.
2: Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We just it, it wasn't it wasn't the right band. We needed we needed longer songs. Well, sure. Yeah. I blame Mark. Uh, no blame Bill on this. One. Gosh. One question for you. So, obviously, we talked about your first band, and there's probably a lot we can continue to talk about. But at some point, obviously, going from playing bass in that being your first band, Panalunatics, and that band progressing in a thought crime, and then eventually, you know, playing in bands like Dartboard, um, Atero 315, and so on. Mm. You kind of had a big transition yourself going from bass player to singing in a band, which is. Very different experience, uh, I'm sure. I'm kind of curious what that Mm -hmm. was like for you because I think it was, from my recollection, there was a point where I think you were too nervous to face the audience. So you always sang backwards at Brendan. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then that transition at some point to being like, you were a dynamic front man and you had the crowd's attention. So I want to hear like your progress into that.
1: Oh boy. I think, I, I can't remember, at the time of starting Dartboard, Bill was supposed to be singing and didn't show up to a practice or something. So I did yes. it was <laughs> yeah. like the first practice or something. Dirty laundry. Uh, yeah, so I was just like, I guess I'll just try. And I was going to try to play guitar and sing and I can't even play bass. So I don't know why I was going to try to play guitar, but um, <laughs> yelling to some degree was just easier. Cause I didn't have to remember what to do with my hands. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh, <laughs> And then, I mean, as you know from the snippet of lyrics read earlier, um, it was, it started off not very thoughtful at all. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know, I guess like anything more doing it was just like, you're like, okay, I can learn to actually write something and then like, I don't know, perform it in a meaningful way, which is like jumping around and yelling about my problems was just, uh, I mean... Very joyful, I think a good, a good uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, just a good release, I think. Yeah. So.
2: It also kind of felt like I think as again as I mentioned before, you know, you're putting out tapes, you're putting out CDs, your people are uh, shows are learning your songs. You kind of have no choice because you turn around and people are singing your, your lyrics, which has got to be a crazy sure, experience, yeah. and kind of gives you the confidence to be like, oh, let me well, sing to these people. They're singing to me.
1: Yeah, I think. Well, part of it too is like, again, all those bands intermingling. Um, we're just like, I guess, well, someone's not doing this, so I guess I'll try to do this. So everyone's just trying to do something else. And then the first dartboard show we played was at Hampshire College, just in front of a bunch of people we didn't know. So there's like no familiarity. So I was just like, well, this is terrifying. I'm just going to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then just, I guess, slowly got more comfortable, but yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that happens,
6: and then there was what that one show at freaking MCLA where Hot Rod Circuit played to like three people.
1: <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, to, like bigger bands too. That's okay? like that's just a thing. Like, yeah, poor, poor, poor promotion. People don't know about the show. Private performance. There was, <laughs> yeah, I think right. that was also a
2: snowstorm that day. I think that's what I think yeah, there was it weather was that kind of kept people from, well, potentially kept people from going up there. Um mm. It was, uh, yeah. Abby, well, listen, come on.
3: I remember that show.
2: <laughs> you remember the after show. <laughs> there were a couple of backstage Bettys in the crowd at that show. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Piggybacking on that, hopefully this is not one that you have to think too much into. But as we're talking about, like, being a front man in a band, who's on your Mount Rushmore of lead singers? Like, you could go with this genre, any genre. Like, well, who who do you, like, idolize that oh, you can give us? Oh, boy. Um, let's see here. Bill's crossing his fingers right now. He's like,
1: please say Locally? <laughs> Lo- locally? You
2: can give us anything. For the
1: world. Okay. The world, um, yeah. Let's see. I mean, locally, Bill, for sure. <laughs> oh,
4: good um, hey, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No doubt no doubt i mean when who's Stefani, the, or who's got <laughs> the <laughs> charisma and chutzpah you know <laughs> andy's the uh, bill of Hans
2: our podcast when it comes to singing so it's perfect
1: <laughs>
0: i'll take it i like that yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: but uh i think um i don't know how to pronounce his last name correctly but Guy Picciotto from Fugazi. I've mm, seen, like, yeah. photos of them playing. It's just like, well, that dude's a, a lanky mess, like, going wild. <laughs> uh, and it looks like a blast. And just, like, with the utmost sincerity, too. So yeah. I feel like that's what I would try to aspire to when I was doing that.
6: Sure,
2: sure.
1: So Awesome. Any others? Uh, <sighs> Weird Al, I think, is always <laughs> a big <Hell> yeah. inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think, again, just in terms of sincerity, you know, whatever you're doing, just go 100%. As soon as you half-ass it, you look like a dunce. So,
2: Yeah, 100% agree. So the last kind of piece here, I think, for kind of the conversation is that one thing I do want to appreciate as well is that you were kind of like, in a way, like the documentarian of the scene because, you know, there's always that, few people in the scene that are kind of like into taking photos and videos and like sort of capturing these things as they happen. And you're like one of those dudes that's like, okay, not only do I have to play in the fucking bands, but now I got to take pictures for everybody because no one else is doing it. (laughs) No one else had a camera. Um, so obviously you did a lot of that. And uh, is there anything that's like in your collection of photos or videos um, or even like tapes and flyers and stuff? Like what are like your most cherished ones? Like you look back at now and you're like, Oh my God, I love that moment in time,
1: that snapshot. Oh man. I mean, now I feel like I was just always taking pictures and like saving every trinket, which I'm like surrounded by right now. I just, cause it was like, I all, it all felt very special to be part of. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. and I just, like taking pictures so I was like I'll just take pictures of all these bands I mean I wish I took more pictures at some of those basement shows but I, I think my favorite piece it's actually right here I don't know if you can see it but it's my Pittsfield Punk membership card yeah <laughs> um, yes. and I don't know who I think Jason got these printed because it's signed my my punk witness is uh, NS10, NS10 which would be Jason yeah. and it says I, I love Icon in the corner <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to scan this and get you a picture of it. But oh, yeah, geez. that's it. I don't know. I found this the other day, and I was like digging for it. And I was like, I hope I didn't lose that thing. That I just yeah, the tapes and recordings. Um, like I have tapes of just like random practices. This one's got it looks like Dan, probably Dan A talking on here. There's like 30 minutes of Farmer talking on here.
4: <laughs> was that?
1: Uh, did I dox there? I don't know. No, that's totally um, fine. Uh, but yeah, I don't
2: know. Just Is that from the collection of I Think That's What I Call Music?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 for <laughs> sure. <it is. laughs> and also on here was a band that me, Liam, and Mark did for a, wow. show, a short while, two practices, probably. Again, it's one of those things. I think, like, yeah, random just recordings of like hanging out at that time, which are like incredible. Interesting to literally no one except the people involved in it, but good mementos, and then still interesting. Yeah.
2: Well, it's interesting to us. I mean, we're. I think we're all kind of at a point where I think there is that little bit of craving of nostalgia, right? I think you're mm-hmm, like, for sure. Hey, oh, uh, you know, I yeah. don't get to do all the things I love to do anymore. I I work and I have this like life, and it's different from what I used to do, and. You know, I scored a couple touchdowns uh, at Polkai. You know, in that big game, yeah. <laughs> and like this is this is your version of that, and yeah, I think yeah. it's okay to go back and reminisce because I think what's funny is even if you don't think of it, you start sharing it and sharing the experiences with the people who are there as well, and you learn a lot more or you remember a lot more because everyone's got their sort of like their vision of what happened in that exact same oh, moment, yeah. and you don't yeah, really. Yeah. And it's kind of like, we also experienced the Mandela effect too, where we're like, did that happen with that (laughs) band or that person? And you're like, I'm trying to remember that. And I recently um, shared a minimal effort recording from The Common in 2003. I put it on YouTube and I sent some links out to some folks and everyone's like, oh my God, I saw myself and I was cringing. And I'm like, great. That's what I want. I want everyone to look back at this and cringe a little bit. And just remember the good days, you know, and yeah. uh, the fun times we had. And I have a lot more, so I have shows from the Girls Club. I have some shows from Timmy K's Basement. I'm going to keep Warm. uploading and, oh, and trying to yeah. like do my part. So I think as sort of like a committed action from the folks who have some things kicking around, I think we should start trying to share them more because I think that there's some like something special about bringing some of these things back and getting people involved and seeing what people have and what people don't have. I've got behind me and I yeah. will take some photos. I've got a couple set lists from oh, Citizen wow. Uzi drive-by and People's Choice yeah. and a thought crime show and some other stuff. Yeah. And they're like, cherished things to me because I'm like, hey, I remember that show. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I got knocked over by a girl in the pit and I was
1: embarrassed. <laughs> I was five foot one. What do you want me to do? Yeah. yeah I think I'll, I'll, again, being part of that and like, it was all a great motivator to like see each other doing things and like just making something out of nothing. I mean, I feel like that's being able to like, just get with friends and make music and then like design flyers or whatever is like what eventually got me to like having a career now, like doing design. So it was like, I don't know, it was all very inspirational in the moment too, to like be part of, and again, I think Pittsfield just insular compared to maybe every little town has their section of this, but I think it field doesn't have a major highway really going through it's like I, it felt very condensed and and small i mean at the moment it's like this is everything but it's like we didn't have a lot of outside influence so it was yeah, just us yeah. doing it
5: and it, yeah, that felt special with with friends and like we could we can build this together we yeah, can yeah. we can go and see a show in you know uh, albany or northampton or down even to boston or something But the fact that we could do it together as like a community, it just meant the world. Like and and, uh it it was just great seeing, you know, like friends like you say, succeed and do do their part. And that was pretty rad. Andy, is your hand
1: up or are you high fiving?
0: Yeah, I'm raising my hand.
1: Okay. (laughs) You're doing something.
0: Raising the hand because I don't want to interrupt because that happens. Okay. I want to put you and Bill on the spot. So just say, Uh. right? One time only, one night only, any venue you want, any of the local bands you want to play, do
5: it. it Oh,
2: you're talking boy. about dream dream uh show. Just one night, <laughs> one more
0: night show. we all could be in our 20s again. You could set up the ultimate show with your favorite bands and your favorite venue. What is it and what bands?
5: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My dog just threw up side note.
0: <laughs> is that a band? I don't remember that yeah, band. Yeah, yeah.
1: It could be. Is that it a might lyric? <laughs> be. Yeah. um I think well, venue. I mean, is that good? I feel like Timmy, Timmy's yeah. basement, probably, if I had to pick. <laughs> um, and then Boy Bands, Samurai Fallout, mm. uh, Semi Demigods. Semi. Yes. Um, The Asthmatics and Shattered. Wow.
5: Nice. What about you, Bill? Right? I feel like that's uh, all from
1: the same a, a similar time period, but like
5: absolutely. I, I would go, um all right. I mean just where we'd always go. I think I'm going back to younger oh. Frank S's. Okay. panel <laughs> Lunatics. Mm-hmm. With a couple with a couple songs from uh Thought Crime mixed in as like as an encore. <laughs> um, I Carch's kids. Wow, oh, yeah. Um, the end.
1: I have a list of band names here going back. Yeah, going yeah let's back do it. The...
5: Yeah.
1: Oh, and head this first. Is actually... Who? <laughs> head first. Oh, I have both demo CDs here. <laughs>
5: no. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> huh. Okay, we
1: need to talk. <laughs> actually, hold on. I just found this list with a lot of other bands, too. I feel like I need to redo mine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, redo.
1: Redo. Wow. Yeah. Um, so again, still Samurai Fallout, yeah. of course. Wish, which was a much older oh. Pittsfield band, mm. not much older. I mean, yeah, <laughs> mid nineties, right? Uh, I think like
5: early mid nineties. Yeah,
1: like 90- early early nineties, probably. Yeah, ninety two ish. Yeah, with
5: like Lampstand.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I believe so. See, now I'm stumped here yeah and South Down I think was what I would add to my earlier list it's yeah. more of a festival than a show at that point but you know yeah. <laughs> that's fine
2: though I that's think you've fine. literally just described a live on the lake <laughs> 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 I, I a show actually happened <laughs> Joe I probably have a tape of it somewhere I'll just give it to you
1: <laughs> I, to that point that and shows in the common yeah. I don't know how those got booked with these Youth bands because it's like who's if anyone heard those bands before they were like <laughs> let's totally set, really set this up. up and welcome the whole community <laughs>
2: And invite Andy, who danced in his
4: boxers. (laughs) Wow, you asked me. I I asked you to get in your boxers
2: and start shaking your baloney. Never happened.
0: (laughs) Hey, you're doxing, right? Don't dox me right now. (laughs) Baloney's
2: not a dox. (laughs) (laughs) Well,. Sorry, Oscar
1: Mayer, is that the docs? There we go. <laughs> I guess technically that, that's the docs. Yeah, That is a doc. The full a name I'll beep that out, out. Oh, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> <laughs> so there's
2: probably a million more things that we can talk about, but unfortunately our listeners don't have the attention span to probably carry this on for <laughs> the full amount of time that it probably needs. So I kind of want to wrap it up with a couple quick things for you, Joe. Are you doing anything now for music? Is there anything you're doing now or anything you've done recently
1: that we should check out? Uh no. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't think I've done anything since um like, did I did I forget about something? But no, not nothing really since 315 ended. So it's been a good a good long minute. Okay. Sad to say, but you know, huh?
2: People get busy. It happens. It's it's kind of funny. It's it's like there's this weird shift. I think where people have like no money, but they have like all the time and all the creativity in the world. And then as you get older, you basically you have the money, but you don't have the time
1: or the creativity anymore. And it's like this weird shift. (laughs) I think not having access to like that close group of friends too. Like moving to New York, tried a little bit, and then in texas it was like didn't really know anyone who would want to do that so it's like hard to even try to start something um so i think yeah having that like access to people who are like you can just be like you want to start a band and everybody just jumps in to do it um yeah i think that just makes it a lot easier yeah
2: and that question you just asked went to the same three people. You want to start <laughs> the end. Like, who plays drums? Uh, let's see, there's Sean yeah. D, uh, <laughs> Derek D. Let's just all right. I gotta ask Sean first, because if I ask Derek first, then it's gonna be weird when we practice in their basement. <laughs> <laughs> uh how many bands yeah. wait no that person's in seven bands right now this person's only in six we should ask them there's yeah. more great
1: <laughs> or if everybody changes instruments then it's definitely it's a new band so oh, you yeah. can it's a new a, band whole so different really band. completely yeah anything that we we didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about oh man probably i could probably ramble about a bunch of stuff but i i was actually going to ask earlier what is what is like the earliest spot people remember like hanging out beside the show Cause I know when I started probably freshman, sophomore year, of high school um, like 95 or six was going to SIPA Seattle on North street, uh, L yes. street rather, yeah, uh, which is now juice and Java. But when it was SIPA Seattle, it was like they had shows there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like weirdos, weirdos of all ages hung out there. Yep. Um, it was like meeting people, like selling their zines and stuff. It was like, very much a weird thing that didn't kind of exist for a while after that once it closed but I don't know if that was before anyone's time here I
6: remember not really going in there much but I remember yeah, going yeah. outside You're a right, bit right, the right.
4: yeah
2: I live like five houses up from that on Holmes Road so yeah be yeah. like that kind of general area it's I remember stupid. there was the um there was that I can't think of the name of it now it's like a a dungeon and dragon kind of like store oh, yeah. there i think oh, they uh, sold like pewter toys and weird collection things and people would we, always hang outside of there and some of those kids that were like in the punk realms. scene were also the nerds that, that hung out there yeah <laughs> so. well, i would go
1: th- i would go there and watch anime on friday night <laughs> fantasy
2: realms
6: fantasy
1: fantasy <laughs> realms, <laughs> that realms? That there you go nice oh, he's cut right
0: there
2: damn
6: sure. um, that
0: owner was awesome though he was such a nice guy
2: Mm. but just yeah. that general I mean, area that like had everything you needed you go to Palmer's variety as we know is Abby's favorite place in the world yeah. um, <laughs> you could learn how to drive pretty close to there you had dead ahead at the time I think when of Seattle was there so if yep. you needed to get your uh, drug paraphernalia you could go there um, just all sorts of cool stuff but I think probably oh, yeah. yeah probably the same thing I think outside of shows it was Elm Street was really the the hub, sure. I think yeah. of all things and yeah. I think a lot of kids lived kind of in the general area like you could kind of go like oh yeah that person lives up that street you know etc and some folks kind of lived across town but still kind of hung out in that same area but yeah, it, it didn't feel like it was, it was like a magnet yeah. it was like that was the hub of places to go
0: yeah well,
6: if we tried to hang out at the schools or in the parks and stuff they'd get mad at us for plans,
1: yeah at least on, i guess tag you can, or something at night yeah you could bounce between places
2: yeah, they kick you out of uh, the Yarmoski, and you'd go over to uh, hang wash. out in front of uh, 180. And then if you got kicked yeah. out of there, you go to the car wash. <laughs> and yep. maybe eventually you end up at Harry's Supermarket or Price Chopper if you needed to go further away, so that the same <laughs> cop wouldn't be on the same beat. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> or just
2: walk. That was the other thing. Is like walk. as long as you're moving, they yeah, couldn't yeah, kick yeah, you yeah. out. Yeah. So you just do a big That's loop right. around. Go, walk That's down Elm Street.
5: A horde of punkers walking down like side streets you heard yeah. so many jingles and that was all from Bill
4: <laughs> I'm <was> so sorry
2: <laughs> like how are you wearing nine bondage belts <laughs> <laughs> thank god I didn't have to run dude
1: <laughs> oh you get snagged on something for sure right
2: <laughs> and we had to get him in before the full moon came up <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Well, Bill, where would you go to buy your, like, your, your belts and things?
5: So, um, there was uh, before, uh, I found Angry Young and Poor. Um, yeah, it, it, it was, uh, Pal Joey's, Okay. uh, Pal Joey's on West Jersey. Yeah. Um, and even then it was, it was like, uh, well, Biohazard also like sold like bondage pants. Sorry. Oh, so I bought a couple pairs there. Um I'm going to It was really bag, we- Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it was time. I I swear that like uh me and Sean C switched pairs of bondage pants. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like cuz it's like oh man I've, I've you know worn these for like 6 months. He's got a a, a cooler green pair. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh you had yellow at one point right bill yellow plaid
5: uh, yeah
0: i love those <laughs> yeah. those are awesome
5: yeah those are dope <laughs>
0: I'm a big fan of plaid anytime i see plaid anywhere i'm like that's awesome <laughs>
2: <laughs> those were the days we're gonna have to make this into a two-parter episode i think f- yeah. for sure because i think there's still more that we definitely want to talk about um abby had a good question that we can probably uh reminisce on but for the sake of um kind of putting a bow on this round here i want to appreciate you for coming on joe i thought it was a good walk down memory lane aka elm street if you're wondering what memory (laughs) lane was that apparently was elm street i love kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit and and kind of hearing a little bit about you know because i think again if you're if you're a young like 15 year old kid and you're coming up and you're like watching live bands like these are like the Ted Nugents to you. You know what I mean? Like Joe Ooh. Joe was my Bon Jovi. Yeah. So oh, like right hearing the like making the making of the album and that it was on a mini disc player is, is a great thing for me. So I was really excited to hear this. I'm sure that we have a bunch of listeners out there or viewers as Andy would say, um, that are gonna <laughs> love to hear some of these things too. And anecdotally, I hope we kind of rounded out. I think why number one, the punk scene in general probably wherever you go is pretty special. Um, yeah. But Pittsville, Massachusetts really had a great one. And the fact that we're yeah. still here talking about it and we're all still like friends and we can we can do have this podcast today is a great kind of sign of that. So we're going to be back. Starch Madness. Joe is probably going to Starch join madness. us and try some pizzas. Um, <laughs> and we're going to figure out how to make this into a, another part with Joe because we have more questions and we want to dig more into it. And hopefully... He'll want to do it. He's talking right now, but is he's not making a sound. Joe, you sound. gotta put
0: the buds back in.
2: Uh, oh, your buds. Oh,
3: you fit right in.
2: I, no, I like okay. a Bill's giving him audio <laughs> advice.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bill's like, "Yo, you gotta hit play."
1: <laughs> oh. oh no! Did they die? Maybe. You got me. Yeah, we're good. I yeah, got you. we got you. back. yeah, you're good. Sorry, cocked out when this happened. Anyways, I said I'd never want to come back. Please don't contact
4: me again. <laughs> <laughs> and well, got
1: that cleared up. Okay.
2: I'm just going to say right now that if you don't come back, we are going to call the makers of Reanimator, Wayne's World, <laughs> and we're going to call you out for all the, the clips you put in your music. And
3: Oh, I, I- thought we were just going to have Andy dox him.
2: Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> funny you say that. That's We're doing a whole episode where Andy's going to dox that's everybody, and I'm just going to beep everything out. It's going to be a great
1: episode. I'll come back anytime for any topic, by all means. If you want to talk about VHS tapes, we can do that, too. If you've got a collection. Yes! Oh, yeah. Oh, oh dude. We you can yeah, share a yeah. collection. Yeah. I got a collection. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, we are some Doxin SOBs signing off for the evening have a great night, and we'll see you all again soon.
4: Bye. Thank Thanks, Bruce.